Miracy. And then sometimes I just help them put the label on it. I said, you know what? It kind of sounds to me like perfect Porsche could really be holding you back. And here's what perfect Porsche is like. Does that resonate with you? And people will go, oh my gosh, yes, that is so me. I'm having a really hard time with this. How can I move past this? Hello, and welcome to Just Between Coaches, the podcast that tackles difficult coaching conversations head on. My name is Melinda Cohen, and I run a business called The Coaches Console. The Coaches Console has supported more than 50,000 entrepreneurs in creating their own profitable coaching businesses. In this episode, I'm thrilled to have a conversation with a person I admire very much. We have worked together for quite some time. I think it's like five years. I don't know. I can't even think about a time when we didn't work together. She's a certified business coach and a core member of the Coaches Console, and she's also an ACES coach at Miracy. The person I'm talking about is Lori Wayne. Lori and I are going to talk about a coaching tool that is dear to my heart. It's a tool I've trademarked and use regularly at Coaches Console, and Lori is an ace at using it in her own life as well as with her clients. We're going to talk about, get ready, villains and superpowers. But first, it's time for a listener's email that will lay the foundation for today's conversation. Remember, unless you tell me otherwise, any email that I read on the show will be anonymous. Here's what Anonymous wrote. Hey, Melinda, help. I've got an issue I don't know how to handle. I've got this difficult coaching client who I don't know how to work with. He is constantly tweaking his steps before stepping out of his comfort zone, before taking any action. He isn't moving forward. After our sessions, he says he knows what he has to do now, but then nothing. It's like he has analysis paralysis, but he doesn't understand what I mean by that. I've been a business coach for six plus years and have seen many clients get results, but this client, I'm frustrated, but not ready yet to regard him as an uncoachable client either. So please, Melinda, do you have any tips or tools that I can use? Dear Anonymous, Thank you for sending in your question. You are not alone in having this issue. From time to time, we as coaches see our clients working hard for a goal only to fail because they sabotage their progress or they resist taking action. Or maybe they feel stressed and anxious when they try to change and have to step out of their comfort zone. This happens for all sorts of reasons. And the result is our client feels more and more frustrated, discouraged, and even angry. These thoughts and feelings are all signs of self-sabotage, or as I call it, villains. But the good news is there's an antidote, finding and using your superpowers. My guest today is in the business of empowering people to take action for change and growth in their lives, their careers and businesses. She's a certified business coach and money coach, And for 20 plus years, she's walked her clients through creating a clear, customized plan that is quick, simple, tangible, and easy to implement. Her coaching is direct, inspiring, encouraging, real, and results-oriented. She believes that paralysis is our enemy, and I couldn't agree more. I am so excited to dig into this topic with Lori Wayne. Together, we will describe the tool that I've developed, Villains and Superpowers, and how we work with it to help our clients move forward. Welcome, Lori. Hey, Melinda. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. 
And you are like, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing coach. And you're one of the most courageous women that I know. And from a very young age, you have accomplished many things that were challenging. For instance, I'm thinking of when you, as a young teenager, wanted to be on the swim team, the club swim team. Like, can you tell us how you accomplished that? Well, yeah, because that was like a huge thing for me. I was like, oh my gosh. And even just now I'm like getting goosebumps talking about it. Because like I was a freshman in high school and like I didn't have the money. My parents didn't have the money, but I was like, gosh, dang it. I really want to do this. I know I can figure out a way how I can do this. And so I contacted a friend who was on the swim team. And I said, if I help pitch in for gas money, can you drive me to swim practice at 630 in the morning since you're going there anyway? And she said, yeah. So I would get up. I would ride my bike. It was like a 30 minute bike ride to her house. And then she'd take me to swim practice and we'd do our swim practice and come back to her house. And then I'd ride my bike from her house to my job where I worked as a teacher's aide at the junior high school summer school. And then that's how I got the money to pay my fees to enter into swim meets. So yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, you can just figure it out, right? You can get a plan. You can figure it out somehow. Yeah, everything seems figure outable for you. And your determination, I think, is what fuels your courage. It's like, that's what I want. Let's go for it. Now, let's dive right in. I've read the listener's email about the client who seems to have analysis paralysis, and that can be frustrating for both client and coach. But there's a way to break that cycle. Like You and I both love to work with villains and superpowers. So let's start by explaining what that is and maybe include some of their names. And why don't you go first, Lori? Okay, sure. So villains and superpowers is this super cool thing that just provides a great way to put labels on things that we all experience at different times in our lives and in our businesses. And having the villains and superpowers as a way to talk about these things is super handy when you're working with your coaching clients, your kids, yourself, because you can call out the thing. You can call it a name. And then the great thing is, you know, you call out the villain. So that example from Anonymous would be, I would call perfect Portia. They just keep reworking and reworking and it's never quite ready to go. And so you can just call out perfect Portia and instead say, you know what? How about if we just switch the corner and embrace Dr. Richard Research and let it be safe to let something just go that we think is 80% good? You know, done is better than perfect. I know you say that a lot too. So if you hear the villain there saying, you're no good, who do you think you are to be doing this? You're way behind. People will never pay what you charge. So, you know, those are the villains like Priceless Patty and Fraudulent Frank and Way Behind Betty. The tool is to look them straight in the eye and say, stop it. Stop it now. I know you're there. I'm not choosing to listen to you. And instead, I'm going to choose Molly Moneybags. I'm going to choose Let Your Light Shine Lizzie. I'm going to choose Get It Done Donna. And there's a whole really great process you can work with with your client and getting a plan about what you're going to do instead if they show up. And we like to call that focusing forward. It's super awesome. Yeah. And those being able to call out that thing, like one of the mantras I've always had as a coach is what you resist persists. Now, I certainly didn't make that up. It's all, I mean, you can find that all over the place, but I adopted it as my mantra. 
because what you resist persists. But when you call out something, like you said, when you look it straight in the eye, it begins to lose its grip on you and it begins to melt away. And you can then be conscious about making different decisions, thinking differently, acting differently, taking different actions that will lead to different results. But if you're not even addressing it or calling it out or naming it, it just continues to quietly persist and get in the way of everything. And, you know, that's one of the things that I was noticing in our online course that we offer coaches to help them with their businesses. There would be these patterns with some of our students where they would disengage and disappear and disconnect from the coaching and training that we were offering. And it's like, what's going on? Why are some of our clients getting stuck? And I noticed these patterns. And when I sat down with Kate, my business partner, we identified these as villains. And when people could associate and call it out and say, oh, that's perfect, Portia. One of the amazing things that we discovered pretty quickly was that we could blame somebody else, blame that external figure. We could do something about it. It made us not take ourselves so seriously or it got rid of the blame and the judgment and the self-doubt about it all. So you mentioned some of those villains and superpowers, Lori. So let's take maybe a couple of them. What are some of the most common villains that we see in our clients? Which ones come to mind immediately for you? Oh, wow. I immediately, all over overwhelm, mm -hmm. perfect Portia, fraudulent Frank, priceless Patty, and way behind Betty. Yeah. And even if we just look at the first two, Perfect Portia, Oliver Overwhelm, or even Fraudulent Frank, you know, really what I have found is that with any niche, whatever coaching you're doing, if you're coaching C-suite executives, if you're doing life coaching, relationship coaching, health and wellness coaching, you're coaching entrepreneurs, whatever that thing is, everybody in any niche, all of our clients, they are stepping out of their comfort zone. They are going through a journey of transformation and they're creating new change and new results in their life. It's the human dynamic. And these are the same villains that show up in any niche, which is what I love about these tools. I am biased and I do love them and they work no matter what niche you're in. Now, one of the things that I love about this tool is that it's not just about the negative. It's not just about the villain. Like each villain, like you were talking about, Lori, is paired with a superpower. What are some of those? You, you hinted at them earlier. But I just want to capture them here. Would you name some of the superpowers that can defeat, you know, perfect Portia or Oliver Overwhelm, just to, to name a few? Yeah, I think I just love Dr. Richard Research. He totally busts perfect Portia, if you can just embrace him instead. So I love him. I love Let Your Light Shine Lizzie because she nails fraudulent Frank. You know, that's all about like looking at all of the awesome skills you're bringing to the party and all the good things you have done and pulling those in. And then you sort of mentioned the niches. You know, I didn't mention Nichless Nelly as one of the villains, but that comes up a lot with people that we work with. And so I love Nail Your Niche Nicole too, because it's just about like, let's focus in on common problems and challenges and problem results that people are looking for and not be so wrapped up about what we call the people, like women in their 40s who are planning for retirement or whatever. So, so those are some of my favorite superpowers. Perfect Portia 
took over my life for the better part of many decades. And I call myself a recovering perfectionist now. So Dr. Richard Research is my best friend. How can I research? How can I be curious so that I can move forward and take imperfect action to get it out there, get feedback, and then improve? And that's the beautiful thing about these is a lot of times when we're sabotaging ourselves, we don't even know it's happening. And we're so attached to our story or our situation that it might even be hard and we take it personally. But when we can identify a superpower, now I can say, how can I be curious with this situation? How can I research this situation? And you can use that with your clients to help them navigate that situation. So what, what villain would you say Anonymous's client is dealing with? Oh, I'd say it's perfect Portia for sure. Yeah. 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 I think it, uh, that paralysis analysis, always fine tuning, just one more detail. Let me get one more thing done and then I'll do it like that. If then is a, a certain indicator of perfect Portia. So let's explore perfect Portia a little deeper. What typical traits or patterns do you see in your clients? Like how does, how does perfect Portia usually show up? Oh, I'll see it show up in a couple of ways. It'll show up the way Anonymous just described, you know, and sometimes they'll use different words. Like, I don't know how to do this thing, or I need a copywriter to help me with this thing, or I know I said I'd get that thing done in our last call, but I still haven't done it. I just feel like I need to prove it one more time. That's what they'll say. And when you ask questions about what's going on, sometimes you discover that what's there is perfect Portia. But I also find that sometimes what is causing perfect Portia is fraudulent Frank, because they're worried so much about not looking perfect. It just gets them in this awful revision spiral, revision spiral, revision spiral. So they can't get anything done and they don't move forward. That's how I see it show up. And so I find it super handy just to kind of call that out for people and say, hey, do you think this thing could be going on for you? Or what is going on for you? That's actually what you'll say to your clients? Yeah, yeah. And I'll do it a couple different ways, depending on the client. I might just say, hey, Melinda, I've noticed we have this pattern here. Like, what's going on for you? Why is this happening? What do you think? And then sometimes I just help them put the label on it. I said, you know what? It kind of sounds to me like, Perfect Portia could really be holding you back. And here's what perfect Portia is like. Does that resonate with you? And people will go, oh my gosh, yes, that is so me. I'm having a really hard time with this. How can I move past this? I like that coaching question. Does that resonate with you? And it gives them an opportunity to say, wait, is this happening? Is it not? And they can um, just check in with themselves. Yeah, I find that handy because they have to own it, right? You have to get them to own it before you can have any change moving forward in the coaching relationship. Yeah. One of the things I'll, I'll sometimes do with my clients, if, if I've brought it up, you know, it's like, I'm noticing this pattern is showing up. And like you said, does this resonate with you? And, and then in future sessions, if it continues to show up, another question I'll ask my clients is, how is this villain, how is perfect Portia impacting other areas of your life? And I might even call out another area. Like if I know relationship is important to a client or family is important to a client, or if I know some other aspect of life is very important to them, I might ask them, you know, how is perfect Portia holding you back in XYZ area? Because sometimes they can see it in another area 
but not necessarily the area that they're working with you in. And when they see that, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want it to be impacting me in that area. And then they're in the state of willing to look at it. And then they can see it in the area that I'm working with them in, like in the area of building their business. So I like to give it like an extended context so that they can really prioritize changing it in their life if they want to. Yeah, I love that because that creates that awareness too, that, oh gosh, yeah, this is impacting other areas too. So this is really not a good thing. And I probably really do want to make a change in all the areas. Yeah, because how we do one thing is how we do everything. Yep. Lori, what's the most difficult villain for you to work with and how did you deal with it? You mean for me personally or with my clients? Yeah. For me personally? Uh, Either, however you want to answer it. Wow, let me think. Well, I'll say with for my clients first, Priceless Patty. And Priceless Patty shows up when you're working with clients and you're working with them on pricing and those kinds of things. And they're like, oh, no, I can't charge that much. People won't pay that much. So there's Priceless Patty and Fraudulent Frank or like tag teaming. And because I'm passionate about money coaching, I'm all about helping people get to the right rate and not give away their stuff but to price given in a way that reflects the value and the results that they are helping their clients achieve. And so it comes up with everybody at some point. Sometimes it's not early in the process, but it always comes up. And so prices patty would be it for sure. And then how about for you? What's your personal villain that you have? Gosh, I bet you for me, it would be well, I'm a, you know this, I'm a recovering perfect portion myself, but I'd say- <laughs> I think it's why we get along so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we can say, are you doing it again? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so, so I think for me personally, I would say comparison Connie. Ooh, yeah. That's a good, yeah. I don't know anything about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And comparison Connie shows up. Like I have a real personal situation right now where Comparison Connie is showing up. I'm trying to learn how to do a new thing. It's called cowboy mounted shooting. It's a sport. You shoot balloons off a horseback. It's super fun, but it's new for me. And I played sports forever and I'm used to kind of starting something and being good at it right away. And so I don't have to look around. I can always look around and say, okay, I'm at least in the middle of the pack of goodness around here. So that's good. And then I can just work on getting better. But this cowboy mounted shooting thing, I'm like, oh crap, people are watching me. I'm like shooting all my balloons, but I'm super slow. Oh my gosh, I need to go faster. So like, that's my thing that's going on live and in person, like right now in my life. Wow. And so what's the superpower that you reach for to help with that? Well, for me, I have to reach for Learn It Larry (laughs) and My Way Michelle and Step by Step Steve and like give yourself a freaking break, Lori. (laughs) It usually does take a village of superpowers to help us come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, it's a new sport for you. Like you don't always have to be the best at everything, like right at the beginning and just like be humble and learn and keep working at it and apply all your skills that way. And you can be like, learn it, Larry, or learn it, Lori, and my way, Michelle, and you'll get it. It'll come. Just stick with it. Yeah. I know my, my villain growing up, it was always perfect Portia. But what I discovered after we identified these villains and the superpowers and these patterns is actually what you said earlier. Fraudulent Frank was driving perfect Portia. 
when I got rid of perfect Portia and I understood I like to live at a high level with high expectations of myself and others, that's different from perfectionism. But what was driving the fear part of the perfectionism was fraudulent Frank. Who am I? People are going to listen to me. I don't know anything. There's so many other people. And there were so many different ways that it would show up for me. And I really have to be mindful of let your light shine, Lizzie. It's like, I do know, I do have a unique experience and I do have value to bring. And I just, it's a constant reminder. I cannot stop remembering that or the villains creep back in. I mean, it's just human dynamic for all of us, for us as coaches and for our clients. And I think when as coaches, we can take the lead and model for our clients what our villains are, it's this quiet permission that we give for them to identify their villains. When we can be vulnerable and transparent first and say, you know what, my villain is perfect Portia and fraudulent Frank. And this is how, here's my superpowers. They're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Well, I'm not that, but I'm this villain. And then our clients are more free to dive into changing that and working with that so they're not sabotaging themselves. Do you see that with your clients as well? Oh yeah, I do for sure. And my villain that I share with my clients a lot that way is Techless Terry Mm. because it's sort of like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to master the dang Google spreadsheet one way or another, instead of being always like the word document kind of gal, right? And I just share that with people because I, so many of my clients right now as we're trying to help them grow their businesses, they're like, how do I use tech to do this? How do I nurture my list? How do I build my list? How do I make a free gift available? Well, you know, how do I do all those things? And the tech part of this is new to them and daunting, right? And so I just share about my things with that. And I'm like, it's good. The secret to being techless, Terry, is get some help, find somebody who can help you. So it's like, find a resource, you know, hire somebody, find somebody, pay somebody, swap services with somebody to help you with get the tech part of your business going or like sign up for coaches console. And that makes it all easy. (laughs) Well, there's that too. Yes. Now going back to anonymous, do you have any other tips that could help to coach the client with the analysis paralysis? Yeah. One of the biggest tips I would give with that is, especially because it sounded like from anonymous that's been going on for a little while is if there was an opportunity to kind of reset, like level set, with the person. So maybe do that sharing of, I've noticed that this thing is going on. It feels to me like it's been holding you back in these areas. And I'm wondering if we look forward four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, pick a time. And you look at what success is going to look like for you, like 12 weeks out. I try and get them to focus forward, right? And say, then ask them what that looks like for them. Like, where are you trying to get? And then go back and say, okay, if perfect Portia gets in your way, if she rears her ugly head, what are you going to do? What are you going to make happen instead? And let's build a plan for what you're going to do differently so we can get you where you want to be four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks down the road. Love it. Get them out of there. It's an actually an opportunity when you don't want to be in the present because that's where the self-sabotage is happening, but get them looking in the future so they can live into that opportunity. Yeah. And to build a different plan so they can get a different result, have a different outcome than the stuck spot. Love it. 
So let's summarize a few things that we talked about today. One of the things I loved the coach approach that Lori talked about is to call out the thing. When you notice something is happening with your clients, it's our job as the coach, it's our responsibility to call out that thing. And Lori's given us some great phrases. I've noticed that XYZ is going on. And then the great coaching question that she followed up with, does that resonate with you? And then giving them the opportunity to step into that and explore it or not and just see what happens with that. And then the other thing that we talked about was the benefit of asking the coaching question, how is this villain showing up in other areas of your life? So that we can, as a coach, can create that extended context to help create awareness so that they have a new approach or a deeper willingness to change that, what might be a bad habit or an unconscious habit. And then finally, modeling as coaches, when we can model for our clients through that transparency and vulnerability, they have that permission to then acknowledge their own places where these villains are showing up and the opportunities where the superpowers could support them. So while we as coaches help our clients with their villains and superpowers, you know, we've got our own villains too. So what should we do when those villains get triggered and hold us back or prevent us from serving our clients? I mean, you know what I'm going to say, take it to your own coach and work it out, right? I truly believe that everybody should have their own coach. Lori, do you have any parting words for Anonymous? Yeah, I would just say, you know, use your good coaching questions to reframe this with your client. Don't let them give up on themselves. And, you know, you as a coach, like our job as coaches are to hold our clients as powerful no matter what, even when they can't hold themselves as powerful. And so asking those questions so you can get them to name the thing that's holding them back puts you in a good spot to partner with them to help them find the right way moving forward. And just that's what we do as coaches. And so I'd say lean into your good coaching questions. And the other thing is that pay attention to that intuitive hit. And this goes for ourselves or when we're working with our clients. Like if something feels off when you're trying to do your own work, like don't just ignore the pinging that something feels off. Stop. Take a few deep breaths and ask yourself that question. What on earth is going on here? And see what could be showing up. See which one of these villains might be messing with you so that you can, you know, kind of practice what we preach, right? Call it out, make it stop, choose a different action or a superpower instead. And, you know, I'd apply that with your client. Try and teach them those skills to pay attention to those intuitive hits that they're getting on this too, so that they can be super honest about what's going on. So you can help them move forward. I love it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a big thank you to Lori Wayne for this great conversation. You can find out more about her at LoriRochelleWayne.com. That's Lori, L-O-R-I, Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E, Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E.com. LoriRochelleWayne.com. Lori, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, this was so fun. I want to come play with you another time. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. So if you want to find out more about these villains and the superpowers and how you can integrate them into your coaching business, you can go to coachesconsole.com forward slash superpowers. 
Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM network, which also includes Course Lab and Making It. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Danny Innie is our executive producer. I wrote this episode with Mishi Lance. Mishi assembled this episode. If you don't want to miss future episodes, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. And if you have a question for Just Between Coaches, put the show title in the subject line and send it to podcasts at miracy.com. That's podcasts, plural, at miracy, M-I-R-A-S-E-E.com. Miracy. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud. We can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.